Well, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 32, and it's going to be all about shipping and all about my shipping mistakes. And I'm going to show you or explain to you how you can avoid these mistakes, what to look out for, and uh, hopefully you can just have a painless experience with this shipping thing. Now, I wanted to talk about this because it's something that had happened to me recently, and it cost me over $1,000 as a mistake. But again, I'm not really crying about it. I'm not really even whining about it because, hey, it happened. I learned from it. I'm still making money. Uh, and I'm going to show you that even though it cost me $1,000, it didn't really cost me you know, too much. I didn't lose like a, a ton of money on the overall unit cost uh, because it was on 2,000 units. Uh, so it didn't really break down to being that much, you know, I mean, yeah, maybe 40, 50 cents, but you know, yeah, my margins, I still have enough built in my margins that it was a mistake. I learned from it, but I moved on. And I think that's what a lot of people don't do is they don't just, they don't move on, right? They, they kind of dwell on something and then they get stuck. So just get unstuck, right? Take action, get results. Like this was a result, right? That happened that it wouldn't have happened if I didn't order 2000 units because I hadn't had this problem until I started ordering larger quantities. And now I learned it. Okay. So now I got to kind of, uh, you know, dodge the bullet a little bit, if you will. Um, all right. So I also have a question that I'm going to be uh, playing later in this episode because it has to do with shipping and the whole process. And I think it's a really good point um, that I want to drive home. And I also want to discuss a little bit further, but I want to really give you here all of the steps that I would you know, use uh, from my experience to uh, to shipping, especially in the beginning, so it's a painless process, or at least less painless of a process. All right. Um, before we get started, though, I wanted to say once again, thank you so much for all the positive comments, the feedback. You guys are awesome. I really just want to say that because I really do mean it, and it means a lot to get these comments and emails and and iTunes reviews, and it's just it's just way past what I ever would have thought would have been possible for reaching out there and helping people, and just the feeling alone from from you guys sending me saying that you know what I went from nothing to now I'm selling five units a day or ten units a day, or I had a, a product that was selling ten units and now it's selling twenty units a day. Uh, you've changed my life, whatever, all of that stuff. It's just really really rewarding and. It feels awesome. A uh, couple house cleaning things. Uh, Facebook group. I got to keep mentioning that because that community is just growing. It's active. It's where you should be after you listen to this episode or any past episodes because there's a ton of really awesome people there in this community that we're building together. And I just want to say thank you uh, for all of you that are in there. And the pictures that are coming in are great because I, I asked in a couple of past episodes that. If you're listening to the podcast, wherever, just take a picture and send it to the Facebook group so we can kind of see you or your view of what you're looking at uh, while you're uh, listening. And I've had people that were mowing their lawn. I have people that were taking their dogs for a walk and looking at the mountains. I've had people that were in subways. I've had people that were actually on a bucket loader, loading stone in a yard, in a, uh, you know, in a a quarry or whatever. Uh, you know, so it's just really, really cool. So if you want to do that, head over to that Facebook group that I created for this podcast. And the address to that is the amazing forward slash F B F is in Frank B is in boy. And, uh, I just really, really want to just say thank you for, for making this really, really an awesome community. Um, uh, so with that being said, one last thing, it's technically Monday that you're listening to this and tomorrow, Tuesday, April 14th, uh, at nine o'clock PM Eastern time, six o'clock PM Eastern time or Pacific time. Uh, I'm going to be doing my first live hangout slash workshop uh, where I'm going to be actually discussing and sharing everything that I did from the time I started for the first 90 days to where I got you know sales of a 
up over $40,000 and then how I was able to scale that and then continue to grow that to where now, just last month, I did just shy of $35,000 in one particular month. So I'm going to be sharing that because I know a lot of you wanted me to do something like this. I'll also be answering uh, questions at the end, live Q&A. I'm going to do that for you because I really want to, you know, I want us to get together and kind of hang out. And uh, thirdly, I've got a special announcement that I'm going to be discussing and sharing with you on the workshop as well. So I'm really, really excited about that. So if you want to join me on that, you can head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash webinar. And again, that's theamazingseller.com forward slash webinar. And I want to just say though, if you're listening to this and it's not April 14th and maybe it's June or July or maybe 2016, who knows? Um, if you go to that that link, it will most likely either be another webinar that I'll be doing in the future, depending on how this one goes, or it will be a replay of a webinar uh, that has been obviously pre-recorded. So it won't be a dead link. You can still go there. But if you want to join me on this live hangout, you're going to want to head over there and uh, and sign up. And again, I think it's going to be a great turnout. I don't know if there's going to be a limit to the amount of spaces, depending on how big it gets. So you're definitely going to want to head over there and secure your spot, uh, because I think it is going to be packed. I think it's going to be a packed house. And one last thing before we do jump into today's episode, I wanted to read a review from iTunes because you guys are awesome for doing that. I just want to highlight one that kind of uh, impacted me and uh, made me really feel good. All right. So uh, the one that I'm going to be reading here today is from Voter in Nashville. Okay, and that's the the username. Uh, Exactly what I've been looking for on private labeling. Five stars. Without a doubt, the best information I've heard slash seen on the private labeling strategy and Amazon marketing strategies in general. Scott's information is extremely coherent and actionable for those interested in pursuing this particular model. Thanks, Scott. Awesome. You know, this is why I do what I do, right? Because I get feedback in in iTunes reviews like this that really show me that the information that I'm sharing is making a difference. So, hey, voter in Nashville, thumbs up, man. Thank you. Or woman, I can't, I, when you guys don't have, you know, like a, a, a real username like that, I can know if it's a female, I, I don't even, so I guess I have to just say thank you, a voter in Nashville. All right. So let's dive into today's content, which is going to be about my big mistake. I'm using the air quotes with big uh, mistake, uh, for, uh, you know, shipping and how it cost me, well, to be exact thousand $1,080 is what it was. And uh, yeah, it, when I heard that I was going to have to pay this, it didn't feel too good. And I was a little shocked. But, uh, you know, hey, things happen. And, uh, you know, we have to we have to kind of get through them. So, you know, that's just the way that it works. But uh, what I wanted to do is discuss exactly what happened. So, it started basically when I ordered, uh, I upped my order. I was always ordering between 1,000 and 1,200 units. I decided to up it to 2,000 units. And the way it's always worked is, you know, they would charge me for the product and not add the shipping into the invoice. So the invoice, when it's created, is basically taking everything, or usually not taking everything into account. It's just the product cost. So if the product costs a dollar per unit, but the shipping costs $2 per unit, well, now it would be $3 per unit for a thousand units, that would be $3,000. But in my case, let's just say that the unit was $2, right? And I had a thousand units, then the cost would be $2,000 on the invoice. Well, I didn't know that when you hit $2,500, customs looks at that and will want to either sometimes hold it. Sometimes it goes through, 
but it, it makes it a lot easier uh, to send a red flag up that they want to hold that and just do a little bit more research on that. Nothing big. They just want to make sure that the EIN number is there for the business. And they might want to know a little bit more about what's in the package. Okay. So it doesn't mean that every time that you ship something with this amount of money that it's going to be stopped, but there's a greater chance that it will. And I didn't know this. Okay. I learned it because when I talked to the DHL uh, agent who was the customs agent, she called me or actually she left me an email, said to call her. And she said, um, we just need a little bit more information. It's being held right now. And then once we get that information, I'll deliver it to the customs agent over there and then they will release it. And it usually takes about 12 to 24 hours, depending. And I said, man, I really want to get this stuff. Look, can you put a, a rush on it? And she said, I'll do what I can do. And she was real nice, real friendly. But again, they handle all of this custom stuff. So again, if you're doing... Uh, you know, I, I'm kind of jumping around here a little bit, but if you're doing any type of shipping using like a freight forwarder, you know, yes, they can kind of handle it, but a lot of times it'll come down to, you know, you and you need to basically handle this stuff. So I haven't used a freight forwarder before. I think it will depend on who you use, but in, for the most part, you know, I think you'll have to, to help out in that. Um, with me personally, uh, the way it's always worked is they handle all of the customs. If it's something, if, if the cost of customs is less than $150, they'll usually just send it through and then send me a bill for the customs fee. But in this case, they put the order through for like $10,000, okay? And the reason is, is because they added the shipping cost into the 2,000 units, okay? And that's not really what they're supposed to do, but that's what they ended up doing. I found this out because I asked her, I says, well, you know, how come it's being held? I mean, I ordered 2,000 units and, you know, I thought my cost, you know, would have been under that, but, uh, you know, she said, no, you know, it's, it's more than that on the invoice. And I'm like, okay. So long story short, I had to just give her some information. I had to give her my EIN number. And then I had to just tell her what was in the, the packaging, what kind of material it was and stuff. And uh, she did that. And then just like she said, within like, I think it was like eight hours, it was delivered or it was, you know, basically dispatched. And then I got it the very next day. So it really only put a hiccup in the day for like, you know, 24 hours. I received it the very next day, um, which no problem, but I did receive a bill. No, I didn't receive a bill. I had to pay her. That's the other thing. I, I had to pay her before they would release it. And that was a thousand eighty dollars. I'm like, wow. You know, because what happened is now that it's been held and there's a, a larger sum of money coming through on an invoice, uh, the percentage goes up. So, you know, on this particular order, I mean, what's that? A thousand dollars of 10,000, that's 10%, right? So 10% is what I ended up paying, which is crazy. I think before I was paying 4%. Uh, so again, the lesson here is, uh, you know, you definitely want to make sure that you Number one, get your supplier or your agent to make sure that they don't include the shipping cost into the invoice, okay? Now, I'm not saying that you should tell your supplier to put a lesser amount on the invoice to make it seem less. That I'm not advising. I know some people have said that their agents and their suppliers will do that for them. Um, there's a risk in doing that because if they ever, or if the customs ever wants to do an audit, they could discover that and then you'd just have to pay the uh, the amount of customs that you didn't pay. Um, so that could come back to bite you. Uh, I'm a believer in, you know, just pay for what you're supposed to pay. And in this case, I'm paying for the product. I'm not paying customs on the shipping. You know, I don't think I should have to pay that. Um, so I did write some some bullet points here for you, okay? So the very first thing that I would suggest is definitely talk to your supplier and make sure that you know 
how they're going to create the invoice. The other little tip here I'm going to give you is you want to also ask um, them, your supplier, what the customs code is that they're putting or that they're using on the invoice. This makes a huge difference because you want to know what their code is. So then you can go and call the customs agent at, let's say, DHL, for example, and then they can tell you that particular code, customs code, is going to be 5% of the invoice price. Okay. And, or you could be having a different type of material that they're going to tax you 7%. Okay. So it's really important that you know up front what that particular code is and they will give it to you. If they can't give it to you, I would pretty much have a little red flag go up in my head that say, Hey, they haven't shipped that much to the, to, uh, you know, USA and, uh, you know, to the United States and, you know, I might not want to really go down this road with this person for my first product or second product. Um, but for everyone that I contacted, they immediately knew the code because they've probably already sourced and uh, you know supplied another company with that similar product. So for the most part, they should be able to give you that code. And then from that code, you're going to want to contact your agent uh, for DHL or FedEx, whatever you're using. I've, I've just found that FedEx works really, really well uh, and, th- and they're willing to work with you, uh, which is which is really good. Okay. So ask for the code. Okay. Um, the second thing, which I just said is you want to call the DHL and you want to ask their customs department what the percentage is. Um, the third thing is you just want to realize that once you hit $2,500 as an invoice in total, you will be, um, you will be possibly held for, for more, uh, information. Okay. It'll hold up the order. Uh, or, or the other thing is not even, or, but and the other thing is, is your percentage could increase, you know, for my case, it went from 4% to 10%. That's a pretty hefty hike, right? So, uh, you know, you just, you want to be aware of that. Okay. And just make sure the fourth thing that I have written down here is just make sure that the supplier doesn't include the shipping cost. Okay. Because that is not the cost of the goods. Technically that's the cost of the shipping. You just want the cost of the goods. Um, and then the other thing is number five, my little takeaway here is if you can, if at all possible, you can break the orders up into smaller quantities. So in my case, if I wanted to, I could have them ship a thousand units on Monday and a thousand units on Wednesday. And now there are two completely different orders, but you're still going to get 2000 units in the course of a week. Okay, so that's one way that you could do it if you just wanted to break that up. Or you could just go down the road and just say, you know what, I understand that this is going to happen and it's part of my goods, my cost of goods, and I'm going to factor in 10% just in case I get hit with this. And if you don't, you don't, and if you do, you do. Um, so that's one way to do it, you know, depending on how big you're getting. Um, and again, your freight forwarder might be able to handle this for you. Um, I'm not sure. I don't use a freight forwarder, so I can't give you that. All I can do is give you my insights as far as what I've done and what I've learned. Um, and the, the last thing, number six here I have on my list is just ask questions, okay? Ask questions to your supplier, your agent, your DHL agent, your, uh, you know, your customs agent, anyone that can give you information on this. Really, you want to know the facts on this before it enters the country. Now, again, if you're doing something as far as like 100 units, you're probably not going to have to worry about this. A couple hundred units, even 500 units. I just had 500 units show up, show up here um, to my home office just before I recorded this. And that one came straight through. And that one there, I haven't looked at the invoice as far as what they put down, but I knew that that order was going to be under $2,500. So it, it slid through. Okay. So there's no reason that they needed to hold that order. So I got that one within three days. Okay. So 
that's what I mean. I've been doing this 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 long without this ever happening. But now that I've learned it, I kind of a little bit more cautious as to how many I order in a quantity or how frequently um, I'm going to order them. So um, so that's really what I wanted to uh, to share with you because I think it's it's a huge learning curve. And if I can if I could save you a little bit of money by just you splitting up your orders or making sure that they don't include shipping, because hey, if you didn't know that they you know that they include shipping or that they maybe did include shipping, you wouldn't know this, right? And then you're gonna let them do that. And right now you might order 500 units, and let's say that they added the shipping in, and it didn't didn't matter because it wasn't you know, that many that you ordered, but then the minute you order a thousand, they do the same exact process. Well, now all of a sudden you're hammered with this huge fee. So just something to, uh, to pay attention to. And I just really wanted to point these out to you because it was a mistake that cost me a thousand bucks, right? And it didn't really have to, especially if I split the order up. And if I would have had my, my agent, uh, you know, make sure that she didn't include the shipping. Um, now I did contact, and here's another little side tip here. I did contact my agent. Okay. And I said to her, I said, Hey, look it, we got a problem here. You know, you just billed me for the entire, you know, payment that I just gave you. But part of that payment, a lot of that payment actually was shipping. You know, as you guys know, just by getting the the samples, you know, shipping is not cheap when you go by air. And I'm okay with that because I build it into my price, but it's expensive. Sometimes it can be the exact same price as the product. You know, you might spend two bucks for the product and then $2 to have it shipped. That's okay. You know, if you can build in the margins, it it works. Uh, But you just definitely want to make sure that you factor that in to the overall cost. All right. So, um, you know, I guess what I'm saying here is that you just need to be very, very clear with them uh, as, as, as far as to, you know, what they're billing you for and, uh, and then go from there. But what I ended up doing is I contacted her, I told her the situation and she was like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry kind of thing. Right. Um, you know, I'm I'm not sure why that would happen or whatever. I'll talk to my my finance department. So she talks to the finance department and they said, you know, kind of like, you know, the best we can do is is knock off 250 bucks. Now, you know, I'm okay with that. I said, sure, no problem. Because here's the thing, some people were saying when I announced this, I actually I I I publicly talked about this uh, on one of the other Facebook groups and my personal Facebook group uh for this podcast, and some people were like, well, you could contact them and probably demand that they give you, you know, your money back or, you know, you can hire an attorney or any of this stuff. Why would I want to do that, right? It was a mistake on their behalf, okay? It was kind of a mistake on my behalf. So she did try to help me and say that we'll give you $250 back uh, or on your credit towards your next order and, you know, we'll try to make sure it doesn't happen again and I'm not really getting her upset because I don't want to lose that connection. I mean, to me, it's it's very minor. Yes, it cost me an extra 50 cents per unit, but instead of making $9 a unit, I made $8.50, okay? I don't care, okay? Because I can raise my price a little bit if I want to, if I want to get that, you know, if I want to get that, you know, that little bit of money back, but to me, it was a learning experience. I'll get through it. I'm still not losing money. I'm still making money, and I don't want to ruin that relationship. So before you go and jump the gun and try to demand these certain things from your agent or your supplier, be careful. You know, Don't treat them as they're just a business. Treat it like a relationship because this 
this agent especially, can really help you in the future, not just with this product, but maybe point you to another product or another supplier. So really just be gentle, be careful on what you demand. Uh, I answered this on, I think the last episode, the one I was doing where uh, I asked the question or I answered the questions on the Ask uh, Scott, I think it was session number three. And someone had said, you know, about negotiating prices and stuff. And again, I, I just say, get a fair price to where you feel as though you're going to get, you know, a good return. And then, you know, also look at the relationship that you're building with this supplier or this agent. And don't really just try to get the rock bottom to where you're trying to squeeze every little penny because then you're going to compromise the relationship and you're going to compromise the quality. So a little side note there, don't really try to press these people for every little last ounce of money, you know, just get a fair price. You know, like right now I'm getting a fair price. I feel because I'm making a good return. Could I press my agent to say, to try to get another 10 cents off per unit? Probably, but I don't really need to. Okay. And I don't want to, because I don't want to spoil that relationship. So I just really want to just stress that, you know, just treat your supplier and agent like you would yourself if you were a business person trying to make a living as well, all right? I mean, these are people trying to make a living just like we are. They're not out there trying to rip us off, at least the ones that you establish this relationship with. Yes, there's going to be some out there that are going to try to rip you off, but that's why you go through this whole process to really establish this relationship, and I really want you to treat your agent, your supplier as that relationship, okay? You guys are going to work well together, all right? So enough on that. All right, so now let's listen to that question that I wanted you to hear, and I want to answer it, and then we'll go ahead and wrap up this episode. Hi there, Scott. Uh, This is Craig, and uh, first of all, I'd like to say thank you. Uh, thanks for the amazing seller podcast. <laughs> I'm an avid listener. Uh, it's a great resource. It's got tons of useful information. And I'm sure you're helping out tons of others because you're definitely helping me out. So thank you. Uh, I do have a question. Uh, and uh, it's about shipping. I believe I found a gap in the market. I'm using AMZ Shark and uh, Camel, Camel, Camel and following the bestseller rankings and all that good stuff you've got in your podcast already. I'm now supplying uh, or finding suppliers uh, through Alibaba and getting quotes. Uh, that's all going well. However, the shipping uh, quotes that I'm getting from them to ship this lightweight small item is, uh, is sort of 50% of my unit cost. And that's driving my margins uh, down dramatically. And I'm wondering uh, if you have any advice on shipping. Are there other sort of couriers that we can be using? What sort of percentage per unit uh, cost should I be looking at for shipping? Uh, are they just trying to pull a fast one on me to uh, earn a little bit of extra profit on there? Is there any way online we can check the uh, the shipping costs that we should be paying uh, for a China to the United States delivery on, on a weight and size item? So um, any advice on shipping would be great because it's, uh, it's a roadblock that I've hit. All right, thank you very much, Scott, and uh, hope to speak to you soon. Hey, Craig, great question, and I wanted to answer this question on this particular episode, even though I usually answer you know, listener questions on Fridays on my Ask Scott show, uh, where uh, you know I, I really go over all of the questions. But this one here pertains to today's topic, and I really wanted to just answer it for you and everyone else that may have these questions. First off, um, the cost of shipping generally that I've found if you're going by air, now we're talking strictly air right now, and I'm using DHL personally, so that's all I can give you, but you're really looking at around $6 to $7 per kilogram, okay, one kilogram, okay, which actually equates to about 2.2 pounds. So 
just a little over two pounds is going to cost you $6, okay, $7 tops. That's what I've found, and I've heard other people saying the same things. Now, if it's higher than that, um, you may want to, you know, question it, okay, but that's what I've found is pretty much the going rate, and again, that will probably change here and there because obviously price always changes with fuel and all that stuff, Uh, but you know, that's a good starting point. So I don't know exactly what the cost was or, you know, what the cost of the product was. But the bottom line is, is you need to look at the margins, okay? Does the margins, uh, the, the profit that you can generate, you know, justify you paying that? So I only look at the bottom line. I look at what the product costs, what the shipping costs. So when I get the quotes a lot of times, I'll, I won't even ask, I don't even care about the price of the product. You know, a lot of times they'll come back with that. They'll come back and they'll say, yeah, the, the cost is $2.20 per unit, uh, you know, uh, basically, you know, picked up here, you know, at the factory, uh, you know, or shipped to the, the nearest, uh, you know, station or the dock. Uh, I don't want to know that. I want to know what it is to my particular zip code in the United States. So that's why in my my sourcing, uh, you know, email that I send them, I specifically say that, you know, what is the cost per unit, including shipping using DHL to this particular zip code, okay? So I want door to door, okay? I want to know what it is door to door. And I don't care to break that down because if it doesn't come through to where it's, it's the price that I can sell it for and make money, then I don't really need to know that. Now, you're going to also do that. Hopefully, you're doing this with other suppliers. So the same thing would apply. Now, if you contacted five suppliers and you've seen that one supplier was giving you an, you know, a, a door-to-door price of, of $5 and then you had another supplier that was saying it was $4.50, well, now you can go back to the one in the beginning and say, or the first one and say, hey, I just got a quote for $4.50. Is there any way you can match that because I really want to do business with you? Or you may find that the $4.50 one is a better supplier or agent. Maybe they have a better communications with you. Maybe they speak better English. You know, all of those things come in, in into uh, in, you know into play when you're you're choosing a supplier. But really, I don't look at those individual costs when it comes to getting the product out of China and and you know over here to my doorstep. I just look at what is the bottom line. That's exactly what I look for because I only look at products. You guys all know that I can ship by air. I don't want to have. Uh, an oversized product, number one, it costs more to ship because you got to go boat and it also takes up more space in the Amazon warehouse. Now, I recently interviewed uh, a seller that loves this model because he's got less competition and you know he makes more because it's a bigger product and it's more expensive. So you know, different strokes for different folks. If you want to go down that road, go right ahead. But me personally, like you said, your product is kind of lightweight. If your product's kind of lightweight, do the math, divide that out for the six or seven dollars per kilogram or 2.2 pounds, and then from there, you know, figure out what it's costing you per unit. Um, that's really what it should be uh, for your, your, your shipping costs. But, you know, I'm going on and on here a little bit about this, but I really believe that a lot of people focus on the shipping costs and they can't get over how expensive it is. I heard one time uh, on another, I think it was either on another podcast or a video that I was watching and, and a guy was like, you know, yeah, I'm getting the product for $1.50 and the the people want to charge me $1.50 to ship it. So it's going to cost me $3 for this product. And the person that was interviewing him said, well, you know, how much are you, how much are you uh, able to sell this for? And he was like, 
$24.95. Well, how much are your how much are your FBA fees and stuff? Oh, uh, they're gonna be about six bucks. So six dollars times, let's see, three dollars, that's nine dollars, and you can charge $24 for it. What the heck are you waiting for? Right? <laughs> so many people get so you know focused on that shipping cost and they really should not because it's not something that should hold you back especially if you can go air and it's affordable uh, where it makes sense in the overall bottom line price because and I'm, I'm going to say it again I get products I just got one again like I said on my doorstep today that came from China 3 days ago and here it is it's ready I'm going to go ahead and label it up today and ship it off to to Amazon it's going to cost me an additional maybe 15 20 cents per unit because you know Amazon's UPS fees are ridiculously cheap, uh, so I don't even care, all right? It's, it's, yeah, it's one more step for me, but who cares, okay? Because I know once I get it up there, the profit's there. So, all right, I think I've, I've really kind of hit that one as hard as I can. So I hope you guys see uh, what I think about this. And, and I, Craig, I, I, again, I'm not picking on you or anything like that either. I just want to be totally honest with you. If I'm sitting with you right now and we're having this conversation, I'm going to tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, man, let's get going. Let's let's make a decision here because it sounds like you're, you're getting fixated on the shipping cost when I want to know what the bottom line is. So what's the bottom line it's going to cost you? What can you sell it for? What's the Amazon FBA fees? What's your profit going to be? If that makes sense, go for it. Take action. All right? So all right, that's going to wrap it up. All right, so uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this big mistake that I made that cost me $1,080. Uh, no, I hope you enjoyed the lessons learned from it because I'm wanting to share these with you because I think it's important, right? I wish someone would have told me or that I, or maybe someone did tell me and I didn't listen. I don't know, but I want to be able to share this with you because I think it's a valuable lesson. And uh, I think when you're getting started, these are some of the obstacles that you'll face. And uh, I think just hearing about how to overcome this uh, or overcome these, uh, you know, these struggles will get you one step closer to ordering and getting inventory and then getting a product launched because that's when the magic starts to happen. All right. So uh, yeah, that's going to pretty much wrap up this episode. Again, if you haven't joined the Facebook group where we're talking about all of this stuff and sharing uh, tips and tricks and strategies and, and all that stuff, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash FB, F as in Frank, B as in boy, and you'll find a, a large community over there ready to welcome you if you aren't already there. And if you are already there, then you know how awesome it is anyway. And uh, I'm sure that you're over there uh, participating and uh, you know sharing and learning because that's what it's there for. And hey, if you haven't submitted your picture yet of you listening to the podcast, wherever you are, go ahead and do that too. Post it on the Facebook page. We'd love to see it. Uh, I just posted one the other day of uh, Brody, my dog, as you all know, uh, taking a little nap out on the front porch on his chair. And I wrote uh, on the picture, uh, I said, uh, you know, you know, I own something like this. I own an Amazon business, uh, dot, 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 so I can take naps like this, something like that. Uh, so basically, uh, you know, being able to do what you want to do. And that's really what this business can afford you to do is enjoy the freedom, the lifestyle that you want to choose. Maybe it's the freedom of, of just not having to punch a clock. Um, I know that's what it is for me and being able to be at all my kids events and all that stuff. Um, last thing I do want to mention is, I wanted to mention, well, two things. First thing is I'm going to have that live webinar slash hangout that we're going to, we're going to do Tuesday, which if you're listening to this on Monday, uh, it's, uh, going to be tomorrow. 
Um, and if you're listening to this uh, after the fact, then it's already been done and you can go over to this link that I'm about to give you and either see a replay or sign up for the next one. Um, and the address is theamazingseller.com forward slash webinar. And that's going to be Tuesday, April 14th at 9 p.m. Eastern time or 6 p.m. Pacific time. And I'm gonna show up a little bit early too to uh, go ahead and just welcome everyone and chat a little bit. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be awesome. We're gonna we're gonna talk about this exact stuff and how I started from scratch. And I'm gonna give you all of my steps. And I'm gonna also talk about what's working uh, working now and how I was able to do, well, just about $35,000 in uh, March uh, 2015, which is really exciting stuff. So I hope you can join me on that. I'm going to answer some live Q&A at the end as well. And I've got a special announcement. So you're going to want to, you're going to want to tune in for that. So that's it. That's going to wrap it up. Once again, I want to thank you all for leaving your comments, your feedback, your iTunes reviews. Oh yeah, iTunes reviews. If you haven't left one, do me a favor and do that. It would be awesome. I'd love to hear it. Maybe even I'll read it on, on the show. So I uh, appreciate that. So that's it. That's going to wrap it up. Remember, taking action gets results. Just like this, taking action. I ordered 2,000 units. cost me 1,080. I learned something. <laughs> And now I'm able to help you. So uh, so that's it. Just remember, though, I am I'm here for you. I'm, I'm rooting for you. And I believe in you. So go out there. Make it happen. Create the lifestyle that you want. And build yourself an Amazon business. All right? Take care. Talk to you later.